Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, it's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. <laughs> no, but do tell. So far, what, happened? What, happened? what happened to Wire? Should we save it for the podcast? I we're we're recording uh, right now, aren't we? I don't know. I stayed up two. I okay, stayed up for another two hours waiting for Wonger to. Well, waiting for Steve Chang, I should say. <laughs> oh, oh. And, what a prick! <laughs> and he left. Where were you? He did the exit stage left so fucking fast. It was unbelievable. I didn't even see it. The other guys were like, "There's Wonger. He's go- he's gone." But is that a Wonger move? Wonger. Does he do that frequently? Does he just oh, disappear? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Irish good boy. He does a Houdini. Like, well, you know what? The, what? But here's the thing: he's not hard to find, though. After he leaves, it looks and, and this is a thing. Look for like the greasiest takeout closest <laughs> to where you just were, and that's that's a thing. One time we were watching the um, NBA playoffs, and it was Raptors and Celtics. Game was over. It was it was done. It was done. But then I think it was OG hit a hit a three and tied it up. And it was like, oh, my God. And then, like, 30 seconds later, Wonger comes in with a big bag of Chinese food from the place next door that we always go. <laughs> and we and we embraced and watched the rest of the game. It was amazing. So, it, so don't, don't be deceived. He's always a little bit close by. I've got an image of Wonger, too. Like, when you, if he leaves, does the Irish goodbye? And then you're on your way home and you'd stumble past a, a Chinese restaurant and you see this solitary broken figure in the back of the, the restaurant sitting by himself just devouring devouring enormous portions of food but just this abject look of defeat on his face that's one that's steve chang actually did you say a solitary broken figure or a solitary broken finger (laughs) both (laughs) pointing and gesturing aggressively he's there eating his noodles and just like looking at the finger thinking where did it all go wrong we had an over under. Point at me with that finger. <laughs> Thirty-five high fives last night. Oh. <laughs> so good. Uh, you know, Rian did that to me on. Uh, oh my god, what night was it? 50. On Tuesday. The Irish goodbye. I was like, "Where, where the fuck are you?" She, She's like, "I'm sorry, I left. Like, I couldn't find you." I was like, "What do you mean you couldn't find me? It really wasn't that big of a room." Well, you're probably surrounded by all your minions, your thousands of supporters who love you oh, so much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got no problem at all with the uh, Irish goodbye. It's, I hate goodbyes anyway. Complete waste of freaking time, which is a great segue. Yeah. By the way, it's fully prime the podcast. And that's Amy Walsh and Jimmy Brennan's here and Craig Forrest and Jeff Cole. I'm James Sherman. Wonga, missing in action. Um, but it's a great segue about Irish goodbyes, given that we saw Christine Sinclair say her farewell this week. Um, and, and we got us talking. Actually, this is Wonga's idea. So he he's Wong has got the he's been thinking about this his entire life, and I think we have discussed this on previous editions of Footy Prime, but not for a long time. Goodbyes in football, 
A, when was your goodbye? When was your your farewell match? What happened? What were your emotions in the room, outside the room, but also in a perfect world? How would you like to be celebrated in your final match? Dubs, go ahead. Oh, my God. Um, I thought this is going to be one of those footy prime things where we discuss it, we talk about doing it, everyone's really enthusiastic, and then we just drop the ball and don't do it. So I actually didn't prepare anything. But um, I kind of was robbed of that, not of like a send-off like Christine got, because I never would have gotten that, right? But um, when I played my last game in 2009, I didn't know it was my last game because I was I got pregnant soon after and then trained all throughout my pregnancy and wanted to come back and play and ideally would have finished out that cycle. Played the 2011 World Cup with Carolina and then been a part of that team that won bronze. Um, so yeah, didn't, didn't get to do that. And who knows if I even would have made that squad, but like, that's what I wanted to do. So that's one side of it. And then how would I have liked to have gone out? I think just knowing, you know, cause we've had this discussion before that as a player, there's so much that's not within your control and that having success is controlling the things that you can you know, like, like your effort, like your training, like everything that goes on off the field, doing your due diligence to, to make sure that you're maximizing your potential while you're in that short window of time where you can succeed. Right. Um, but I think well, just, no, well, yeah, well, I don't know, but then like, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> we maybe. want big event shit here, Dubs. If, no, I know, but like, just, That's not you. just knowing that that would have been, my last game, I think having an idea and having yeah. a little bit of control. That happens it. a lot, doesn't it? I think to players that you don't know it's your last game. It's That's like it. there's a like that last time you pick up your kid and hug oh. over him. You don't know it's your last time. But oh there will God. be there will be that last time when you never do it again. <laughs> What's that look for? It's true. When when, when your kid I know what, I know what that feels like. You know the last time you you picked up Cheyenne? Oh, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> it got like really dark, didn't it? I thought no, you were no, it's not, I'm not. I'm not talking about death here. I'm just talking <laughs> Thank about God. When, when your like, kids are it's terrible. When you're, when you're talking when about sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fuck is going on? I don't know. My point being, it wasn't even trying to be amusing or irreverent. I was. The point is, when your boys' doubles are weighing almost 200 pounds, you're not lifting them up, are you? So there'd be that moment, that time before then, when you've lifted that kid up for the last time. Uh, you don't know when it is. Yeah. You too, Jimmy. Craig, you've probably done it. I get it now. <laughs> I know. It took me a little while, too. It's not <laughs> it's your best sad. analogy, Sharms, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it? I think it's bang on, actually. Really? It's a big moment, right? We all love lifting our kids up, give them a hug, you know, they run to greet you at the door mm-hmm. occasionally, although she's a teenager now, so it's less and less. Um, but when she's 130 pounds, I'm not lifting her up, look at that, hurt my back. So there'll be a time before then, then, and it's that, that lovely moment, the lovely experience will be no longer, be but a distant memory, like yeah. your careers. I think you just need to hit the gym. <laughs> hit the gym, Sharps. You can lift more than 130 pounds. <laughs> Not without hurting my back. All right, Jimmy. So, so Dubs kind of let us down. I, th- I was hoping some yeah. massive, great, you know, festival, you know, Dubs Fest, when, yeah. when people from around the world descend upon a park and, and just have this incredible celebration. But no. Wh- 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 I didn't wh- score wh- enough for there to be a Dubs Fest. I think it also was based upon what kind of player you were. You're, you're, you're bang me. on there. You're so right. Right? It's true. And it's too bad because I think I've always appreciated that hard worker in the middle of the park, someone that's going to bust it. I don't care about the glory seekers in goal. In, in goal, sorry, Craig, goal scorers. But yeah, you're right. Although, yeah, I think you're right because they're just a superstars, aren't they? It's all stats or everything, I suppose. Jimmy, did you know it was your last game when you played your last game? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. It was a funny one. I was playing against Columbus. I think it was in 2010. Uh, it was like three or four games into the season, and I was I was struggling in the mornings. I couldn't get up my, my ankles, my knees, my hips, and I was kind of thinking, "Do I finish the season now?" And I remember I had had conversation with Mo, and he says, "Look, do you want to come upstairs?" Remember, I told you the story, and 
thought I was going to go elsewhere. And then I stayed, we had some conversations and then it was just one of them where I just went, okay, well I'm retired. I played on, just played on Saturday. It was like a Tuesday. And I was like, I'm done. Thank you very much. That was in Mo's office. Yeah. But I was, I was fine. I was fine with that because I was the type of guy too, that I didn't need all the bells and whistles and big fucking send offs. And I, that wasn't, that wasn't my jam. I didn't, I wasn't all for that. I kind of just like to say thank you very much, little handshake, and I was done on my way. And then, so it was- and then with the national team, I think my last game was against might have been Mexico in a World Cup qualifier. I think that was my last one with with Canada. That's when I came out and said I was retiring. I think Forrest did the interview for that as well. Mm. Didn't you do that? For, you did that interview. Remember outside my condo with Jerry. Anyways, that was super memorable for right. him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyways, that was that was mine. My last game was against Columbus for Toronto FC. So, but you retired basically in Mo's office that day. Yeah, pretty much. Do you remember the Just conversation? conversation with him? Yeah, it was. No, he retired. He, he retired at the front post. <laughs> yeah. oh, he barely got off the ground. When I got beat. <laughs> What's the line, Craig? What's yeah, the line? He's he in the Toronto Sun under his feet. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and, and that Post-star. paper was pretty thick back then. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That, so, but I mean, did, so Mo, did he put it to you? Like, it's still your choice here, Jimmy, but what is time? Or was he more, no, you're done. You're not playing for me ever again. <laughs> pretty much both. <laughs> <laughs> In a nice kind of way. In a nice kind of way. And I was like thinking, okay, because I was at the point too where I was starting to think, what do I want to do after football? I knew it was I this, know. wasn't it? It was this, it was podcast. And then, you know, when I looked at that, worked out well. Football and I thought, you know, the path that I go down, eventually I'm going to end up on this shit podcast. And I did. <laughs> yep, you did. <laughs> yeah. What about your right teammates? Path. What about your teammates, Jimmy? Like you made that decision. I'm sure, you know, your family and close friends and you probably had discussions long before that, but like, were your teammates surprised? Um, yeah, they, they saw you try to jump for that ball as well. <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> they saw me go down like some sniper hit me, but nobody around me. <laughs> Legs giving way. No, they, they, they were good. I think a lot of them were, a lot of them were surprised. You know, they thought I could have played more, which I probably could have. Um, but I just went in, just said thank you very much. Had a quick chat with them all, shook their hands, and I just think it was a, the the timing for me was right. And I thought, you know, do you continue playing for a year or two, and then you might not get this opportunity that the club gave me, right? That could have went to somebody else, or it might have been gone. And uh, and then I thought, even if I left Toronto and went to another MLS club, you know, what's what's next? Because it, we all know how difficult it is to to get into a club or a pro club after football. And when that was presented to me on, on the table, I, I just felt, you know, now's, now's the time. I've, I've had a good career over in Europe. I played in MLS and I thought, you know, this is, this is a moment for me where I'll just, I'll hang up the boots. I feel, feel healthy. You know, my body's not in too bad of a shape and I've got an opportunity after football. So the, the timing was right for me. Who uh, took the armband after you? I forget. Uh, I think it was d was it Dira? Okay. Yeah, I think it was Dira. Was there a ceremonial handing over of the armband? No. No, they will avert no. their eyes from you and just, uh, you know, take their knees and just bow their heads and you present with them the armband and say, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just threw, I threw it in the, in the kit laundry basket. Because <laughs> Dira was after that for a while, I bet he was, wasn't he? Yeah, but the club, the club was good too, though, because they they gave me a you know a nice uh, nice presentation ceremony at, at one of the games. I think it was maybe like halfway through the season, and I came out and got a standing ovation from the fans, and so I was nice in the box of donuts. Yeah, what's that, Greg? Box, box of donuts, donuts they gave him. <laughs> yeah, threw some eggs at me. <laughs> was there? A, I can't remember. Was there a press conference? There must have been, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was. There. I think I was there actually. That's how good it was. I think you were you. I, I think the score. I think it was KJ broke it, and you and Mo were all pissed off, weren't you? Did that happen? Yeah. 
probably. It, it did, right? I think so. Remember, yeah, I think that was, I think that was why you and Mo had a little chat with me on the side once. Mm. And I said, hey, don't be yelling at me. It's KJ's fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jimmy holds crushes. Yep, clearly. <laughs> and it's oh, a long way. He's planning. It's very slow, but he's going to get it back at me at some point. This is why he's on the show. He accepted the invitation to the show. Because uh, on the long run, he's gonna fuck me over somehow. Just to get I got, I, I got, I got my good eye on you. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, which one's that? We know which yeah, not the one on the left, is it? You're looking off screen, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Craig, your story is pretty tragic, right? Because you, you thought you could continue playing, but you got let down by your club when you got the big C. Essentially, right? That's what happened. You had a contract waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was just thinking about Christine Sinclair the other night, and that's a really rare situation, uh, really rare and fantastic at the same time. But the I think the stars sort of aligned as far as where her retirement was sitting and how it worked out. But we also celebrate, which I think is the hardest part of the game, and that's putting the ball in the back of the net. We celebrate that more than anything else, and 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 rightly so because. Like I said, it's difficult. But as far as getting send, sent off or wanting a sending off, it very rarely happens. Very rarely happens. And I'm not that sort of type either where like, I don't need the big blow job to send me off for sure. But <laughs> wouldn't say no, though. I wouldn't say no. It seemed like a fun event. <laughs> a blow job or a full game goodbye tour? Just the happy ending. <laughs> oh, the blowjob. A little soapy wank. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get a like a chance to address, like, say farewell to the fans at West Ham ever? He didn't, right? I'm assuming. I mean, it doesn't happen so much in English football. No, I didn't really have time to say farewell to the players, let alone it was my la- I said, lads, right. this could be my last training session, you wankers. Brighten up. And it was. <laughs> was it? Yeah, was it? It's during the season, right? That you got the diagnosis? Or was it p- yeah. pre-season? I forget. During the season? Mm-hmm. During the season. So you just kind of like, just like disappeared yeah. like into the ether. Like one, one day Craig's no longer in the room and no one, no one asked questions. <laughs> it was that big Canadian guy who was here. <laughs> he yeah. pulled a wong or he went off to get Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How could they not see you leaving? <laughs> Seriously, uh, Craig pulled a Dan Wong at West Ham. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> at so, one AM, I I just did the exit stage <laughs> left. Yeah, you know. So we, we, um, sorry, Charms. Just before we go to something else, <laughs> the only thing I wish that I would have had at the end of my career would have been less about me and more about my family. Like that moment that those guys got on the pitch and like Jimmy, you were talking about TFC gave you, like it would have been a chance for me to be there with my mom and my dad and my sisters and my brother and people who had made a difference and like really sacrificed a shit ton in order to get me there. And that is what I wish I could have had so that they got their due less than me getting my due. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about really with Christine too, or anybody when retirement is that how difficult it can be. And I, I often think about how that's going to be for, for Christine. This is all she's ever known for her entire life. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a big blow to somebody who's, this is what they've done. And, and how do you, <laughs> <Big trend? blow. laughs> Jesus. Oh. Like being a normal person. No, you're right. You're right. Maybe one day we'll get her in the podcast and we'll ask her. Yeah, when she's got nothing to do. That's not happening. <laughs> we keep trying. No interest there. Fair enough. No would I. Um, you know what? All you big-time Charlie former athletes, though, you know, you always want these big sending off, you know, and you want to say thank you to your family and your parents. You sacrificed so much. Well, what about the regular people like me and JC? We don't get the chance to do that in our jobs and careers. Why do you think you have to? You know, our parents sacrificed for us as well, right, JC? Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's like athletes own this. Yeah. Oh, our parents were so important to us. Ugh. It's like an athlete thing. 
No, it's too bad you don't have the public forum to to speak your mind, Charms, and let people know how you feel and let your family know how much the event. Doing it now. It's too bad you don't have that. You know, my my dad, as I love sports growing, my dad would drive me to rugby every week and to the other team. (laughs) Yeah, and sacrifice his Saturday mornings. You know, he loved it. He just just didn't love you. Just because you're mad at your dad, don't take it out on us. Daddy issues. Yeah. I got daddy issues. Hey, how was your how was your Charmin's proper Christmas party? Um, night? it was good. It was great. I mean, I'm I'm sick and the wife's sick, so we weren't our <laughs> Sounds usual. Sounds like uh, a blast. I know exactly. So we weren't our usual. You know, just didn't own the room like we would usually, <laughs> obviously. But I know it was good. They are they're great great people that work for us, and uh, I made it very clear that they work for us. And that uh, you know, we we sat at the end in yeah, yeah. slightly raised chairs, <laughs> looking down on them. Yeah. It was Ivory nice. Tower. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was a nice time. It was, but I only had a couple of beers because I just felt like shit. Did you have a speech? Uh, no, no. Well, I've only just kind of returned into the fold, right? The last month or so, right? And and Tony's not one for public speaking, apart from a little toast and a thank you cut type thing. I would have crushed it. Yeah. You would have started. How would you have started? I'm here. Right. Sit down, you peasants. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk. Avert your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> your God is about to present. Then I show and my Kiss ass. my ring, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drop that kind pen. of stuff. Yeah. It's my empire. All right. Um, yeah. By the way, Jimmy, we didn't hear from you. Like, would you like have liked a bigger send off? Would you? What would your ideal farewell have been? We saw Sinky having four games. We see these big ceremonies at other clubs. Dubs, obviously, one of the big Dubs Fest. What about you? Me? Yeah. For a send off? Yeah. In a perfect world, what's a perfect farewell? Uh, I think it, the perfect one would have been for me just to announce it, play my game, give a little wave to the fans, and then walk off and go get in a tub. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's the truth. That, that would have been the truth for me. Just play my last game, let people know, that, okay, I'm retiring, and then done. That would have been – and I wasn't – I don't look back. I didn't think, oh, did I get a good farewell? No, nah, because I didn't, I didn't really care. I didn't really care. But if I, if I had to do it and – that would have been it. I would have just announced I was retiring, played my last game, little wave. Thank you very much, everybody. Goodbye. I can see it now, low angle camera shot as you're walking off the pitch, down the tunnel, Brennan and Blazing on your back. I can just see it now. It'd be iconic, an iconic moment for TFC. It'd be brilliant. Craig, in a perfect world? Guinness in my hand. <laughs> yeah. In a perfect world, Craig, in a perfect world, how are you saying farewell? Oh, I would just have all the teammates I ever played with, all the nice ones, which is 99%, and had all of them in a big, huge conference room and just had a big party with the bare naked ladies. <laughs> bare naked ladies? Actually, the band or with strippers? <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, no. hey, I got to bring this up. <laughs> Bring us, so to speak. You got to bring one up, Jimmy. Now that he said bare naked ladies, I got a, I got a, a text from an old teacher at my high school here in Heights. Him and a couple of people listened to the podcast, and he actually said, "You forgot to mention Tyler Stewart." And Tyler Stewart was from the bare naked ladies from your school, really? From my school, yeah. He's the uh, drummer, right? He's a drummer. He went to my high school. Yeah. yeah. And that was from uh, one of the teachers in the school, Simon Telfer. Really? Simon Telfer, thanks for the, uh, the note. Um, I think the Benick ladies are fantastic, by the way. They're such a great band. Oh, they and I got to give a shout out to Sal Greco as well, one of the, the teachers at the school. Sal Greco. Sal, Sal thanks Greco. for listening, pal. We do appreciate it. Keep listening. And tell your students. Maybe it'd be a good uh, class, you know, podcasting 101, and just <laughs> listen to how not to do it. That's right. Don't and do pick it this apart way. this podcast, right? You know, no, no actual <laughs> intro per se. We just start mid conversation. We never sign off properly. We forget to mention the sponsors. We're talking over each other. One person's internet sucks all the time. This is not how you do a podcast, right? Uh, we'll come in and we'll talk. We'll, we'll actually explain um, what a challenge it is. 
How about that? That makes sense. But yeah, Bare Ladies, um, in the 90s, they were like the band, right? Yeah. Haven't been quite the same since Stephen Page left. I lost his voice. That kind of that, that kind of that new wavy kind of voice, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of Morrissey kind of feel to it. Mm. Agree. Yeah. Good. Sure. <laughs> but <laughs> on, more... on the podcasting note, my brother yeah. Ian's visiting with my niece Annie, and he was telling me he listens to the podcast regularly, and he said he loves it because he's like, watch you on TV and you're yourself, but you're TV Amy. <laughs> He said, but I can listen to the podcast, and even if we haven't spoken for a couple of days, I can listen to you, and I know it's genuinely you. And he said he was putting up his Christmas lights a few weeks ago, and it was the episode where Wonger fact-checked me when I said me and Rian were up on the wall of the Barbie barn with David Amber, and Wonger was like, that's not David Amber. And my brother was laughing so hard, he almost... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Fell off the ladder putting up the lights. <laughs> so that's that great. I think people funny. listen because they know that they're 100% getting the real us, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I miss, I miss Wonger. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you guys get, well, I got the, the text. Did you guys get the text? No. No. So I think, well, I think it's from Tassie's phone. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Is he okay? Oh yeah, he probably lost it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's dead apparently because I called this morning uh, whilst we were potting and he didn't answer. But here's here's the answer that I, the the message I got. Oh, this is at seven fifty one a.m. So this is before the pod. <laughs> so let me. So this is this is Dan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> JC's hey. showing his uh, broken finger just for the record. Hey all, I, I'm unable to make the pod this morning. We'll see you later today. I'm good, but need some hours. Apologies. <laughs> I need we'll some see, hours. We'll, we'll see you tonight. <laughs> I need some good. hours. Can you do the same Bye. message in Steve Chang? <clears throat> hey, oh, it's me, Steve. That's not Steve Chang, but no. Anyway, this girl I, I used to know, and I was banging her in Argentina, and uh, and a friend as well. We yeah, and high fives everywhere. <laughs> hey, there's Mike, who I worked with 18 years ago. <laughs> yeah. a hug. Exactly, he knows everyone. He Wherever you are, he knows someone. Everybody. And and do you know when, when he's when he's he looks at you from across the table after when, when Steve Chang's coming out slowly, too many beers. He has that look, that warm, and that smile creeps across his face. And it's such a warm smile. He goes, I love you. <laughs> I just love you. So great. So, ah, Steve Chang's in his way, isn't he? Steve Chang's yeah. in his way. I miss that. We're going to miss that from Wonga. May you rest in peace. Um, oh, yeah. Um, oh, okay. You know what we should probably talk about um, before I forget? <laughs> MLS Cup Final. Coming up. Our boy, Max Crapeau. One of the great yes. comeback stories in MLS history, really. Broken leg in last year's final. Comes back in time, late in the season. Plays fantastic three straight clean sheets to get to the final against Tim Bespachenko and Columbus Crew. Although I don't think Bears is playing, but he's, he's rather important in the construction of that team. But uh, are you happy as LAFC Columbus in the final? Is that a final, Craig, that you think MLS want? 
Well, I think from a from a, the game standpoint, I think it sets up really well. Columbus scored an awful lot of goals. They're very offensive minded. They don't give up. I think they're two nothing down in the uh, in the in the last game against the the league's best, I guess, with Cincinnati, and they just overwhelmed them second half with a couple of really good substitutions and got really after them. And that's really what Columbus is about. And if you're going to go on Tony Bet. Uh, drop a little Tony bet there. Nice. I would say the over because I think there's going to be goals, even though that they've kept clean three clean sheets, LA in the last few games. I just don't th- see that happening in the final, but I do see LA pulling it off, uh, but I don't see them keeping a clean sheet. Um, but it sets up really well for, for a high scoring affair, hopefully. But overall, I think these two teams deserve it. Both finished what third in their conferences or something. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's a good story with Max Crapo. No, forget the fact that, Remember when he broke his leg, it wasn't even just the final. It was the fact that he missed the World Cup and being part of that squad where they went to Qatar. So emotionally, mentally, physically, everything that Max has gone through with an injury that could possibly end his career, it's an incredible story. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun texting him after games and keeping in contact with him about what he's doing. So he really handled it really well. And no matter what happens in the final, he really is a, quite an inspiration is Max Crapo, really how he handled everything. Yeah. Craig, we were talking last uh, week, you weren't here, about Max and his position with Canada, right? And how he's making his way to being that number one, maybe in time for Copa, if they get that far, which we'll talk about later. Um, but does he need to go out and loan this winter? And is that an option for him, do you think, given that he hasn't played much this season? And that I don't see a guy that's been in his offseason taking the gloves for those March games against Trinidad Tobago. Um, is an option possible, do you think? A loan deal possible, sorry? Hmm. Honestly, I, d- I don't think so. Uh, only from, if I was LA, I, I don't know if I'd want that necessarily. Um, he needs a break because he's worked so hard to get himself back and then into the fray and then mm-hmm. also playing so well. I'm not sure that that would be something that I would recommend. Um, but it would all depend, I guess, on how much, is the, the, how much he's going to be uh, idle for in between times, which is a few months for sure, but I'm not sure the yeah. best option is a is a loan spell. If you're the national team as well, look. If I if I was in that position and I was with the the, the CSA, I would be calling LAFC and trying to work out a deal to get him playing somewhere because I know how important these games are coming up. And I would try to see if we could get him out on loan. Now, if you're LAFC, you're like, no, take some time off, kid. We've had a good run, and especially if they do win it and celebrate and take your time, but. I think with the CSA, they've got to put a little bit of pressure on LAFC and try to get Max at least playing so that he's going into that next next game fit and ready to go because you know what it's like. That's a hell of a lot of time off and then all of a sudden going into a, an, an international game and the importance behind that match to get to the Copa America. I think maybe there's that connection as well with, with Mark DeSantos. I don't think national teams or associations have a, have a say. No, at the end of the day, it's a, the the... It's the club LAFC. They own them, so they'll decide what they want to do with them. But if I'm if I'm the CSA, I'm calling them up, just trying to have that conversation, just saying, "Look, is there any chance we can get him playing somewhere?" Yeah, because I think if you if he doesn't play, even if he does need the rest, like you were saying, Forrest, like working so hard to get back into the fray, performing mm-hmm. at such a high level, I think the the default that they stay with the status quo, they stay with they stay with Borean. Because Max will just be idle for, for so many months. I mean, it's going to be March, right? By the time they face Trinidad and yep. Tobago, mm-hmm. that's too long. Yeah, it's way too long. Is it up to Max to put pressure on his club? I mean, if if it Max is. the player says, "Listen, I I, I want to get some playing time here," yeah, he at can. That ask. Point, he can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the player can ask. Absolutely, he can. Especially when you got that much time off. You know, if you went and sat down with with the manager and you know the the GM. Um, and just said, look, I, I want to play. Can you get me out on loan? I need to get games simply because, you know, and he's got a case as well because he did break his leg. He was off for a long period of time. Um, and then he obviously got back into the squad. He's been playing fantastic at the moment. And, you know, if he wants to continue that, I don't see why the club wouldn't, wouldn't allow him to, to keep playing, to keep sharp. Unless they win and he, and he decides to do the Jack Grealish celebration tour the next few months. But it's going to be a great game. And there's a lot of Canadian and also Quebec content 
on display. So you've got Wilfred Nancy, you've got Mo Farsi with Columbus, a lot of Quebecers and Canadians in that staff that went from CF Montreal with Nancy to Columbus. Um, and then Corey you've got Mark, yep. And you've got Mark DeSantos and Crepo with LAFC. And it's also like a tremendous clash of styles, right? You've got like this, this play, this possession play that Wilfred Nancy espouses asks players to be really brave, but they really buy into it and they really want to, play it well but it all and then like Forrest was saying they score bags of goals they've scored the most goals in MLS this season but it also leaves them vulnerable going the other way against an LAFC that plays this cutthroat counter-attacking style with Buanga as as your target guy looking to get him behind who's who just a tremendous um finisher uh right. clinical finisher and then you've got Cucho on the on the other side so uh, since coming over from Watford he's got a sick output as well so it's like those two big stars, but also a great supporting ca- um, cast, excuse me, but a real clash of, of styles. So it's going to be a great final, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be very, very good football. And I love the way that Columbus play. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. And look, we all, we all love goals. And when you're, when you're watching a team that's successful playing good football and scoring week in and week out, I mean, to finish off with the most goals in the league, that says something. That says something about the brand of football that you're playing. It's very attractive. It's entertaining. So it should be a it should be a great match. Just show also how you can turn teams around the MLS pretty quickly. Look at Columbus, right when Best took over. Do you think if you're looking at Montreal, you think if you're Montreal right now, you're going off oh, for fuck's sake? We had this guy. What have we yeah, done? Yeah, I mean they were saying that when Cucho put up a hat trick against them when Nancy came back and they lot got humiliated at home for two, like just absolutely trounced by them. Yeah. Uh, fans and everybody around the club has been saying that for, for years. I mean, Nancy had been with the club since 2010. Mm-hmm. He's done a fantastic job there. Remember yeah. um, last year, I mean, that was one of the, if, well, I think it was the greatest MLS final we've ever seen. And it's one of the great matches in, in, in a f- championship match we'd seen as well. It was incredible. So uh, I look forward to this. Um, give me some uh, predictions, people. What do you think in this one, Greg? Three two Los Angeles. Mm. Dubs? I think it'll be high scoring as well. Um man, I like that scoreline. I like that pick a lot, yeah. Forrest. Um shit. I'm gonna go uh three three and then it goes into extra time but not penalties and Ooh. Columbus win. All right. Jimmy? Three one Columbus. Oh, nice. really? Yeah. Showing up those champion big time Charlies, huh? I like that. I'm thinking pens. I'm going pens in this one. Mm. Two okay. two pens. Okay. I'm gonna right, go. I'm gonna go uh, nil nil. Uh, but everyone has a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Football's the winner. Yeah. I like that. I don't actually. That would suck. Um, speaking of Copa America, so the draw was made. Yesterday, last night, and uh, okay, I don't want to get Canadians. I mean, they by now, I'm sure most of them know the scenario here. Uh, if Canada gets by Trinidad and Tobago, which ain't a given at all, that's going to be some battle. Um, they'll be pulled into Group A, or should I say, Grupo A? Huh? <laughs> My uh, Spanish. Yeah. Uh, with close to you, Sharm. <laughs> <laughs> with Chile, Ooh. Peru. And Argentina. <laughs> and they would actually they would actually open up Copa America. Oh shut up. Chile? <laughs> yes. oh, Got a bit chilly in here. Whoa. Here I am setting up one of the most iconic moments for Canadian soccer, and you're making fun of a country's name. Which one? Anyway. Peru. Um <laughs> bless you. <laughs> no, Canada will be kicking off against Argentina to open up Copa America. In the States somewhere. Kind of you know what I understand why it's in the States, right? I'm kind of disappointed that it is there because Copa America, I want it to be in this South American hotbed. These crazy stadiums. I want to see, you know. Poor television, Tevinition, crackling through the screen. That real authenticity, that's what I want to see. But now they're going to be in this incredible, beautiful stadium, safe, incredible broadcasts. 
So I guess we'll do with that as well. But you know what I'm saying? It'd be nice yeah. to see. Like, I I agree, Sharms. And you know, Forrest and I thought the exact same thing too in 2002. I think it was when we were supposed <laughs> to go to the Copa America, and we were like, "That's what we want." And then we were supposed to go down to Colombia, and we were supposed to play Argentina, and there was some political unrest, and we pulled out of that tournament because they didn't play it in the states. <laughs> <laughs> that is painful eh? that must be one of the biggest disappointments of your careers and careers full of disappointments oh <laughs> honestly i mean look we've we've had a lot of disappointment but that was a big one for us no kidding Copa america was huge i couldn't believe we were going to go play in it nah man yeah there were some threats against players and potential uh killing uh some of the players so i i wasn't dead against not going at the time <laughs> i was thinking what do they want what do they want us for what are they gonna get a bag of chips if they kick us say, imagine that canadian soccer player assassinated in Colombia. like eh, wouldn't even make the the, yeah. the newsreels and the sports channels <laughs> no. for christ's sakes oh my god <laughs> it wouldn't hey meanwhile san jose played against nashville in the hockey <laughs> anyway yeah, they uh, when we pulled out of that Copa America, our government pulled us out, and then they were team short. So they asked Honduras, and Honduras were like, "Well, it can't be any worse than here." And they finished third, by the way. Wow. Yeah, and they what couldn't lace our boots at the time. Two thousand two, two thousand one, two thousand one because two thousand two was World yeah. Cup. Yeah, or 2003 or something. Yeah. What was it? So it's before Messi. It was after Confederations Cup, I think. It was after Wasn't Confederation. It? Yeah. I think because we won the Gold Cup, went to Confederation, mm-hmm. then we were supposed to go to the Copa. Right, right. So it was pre Messi. Yeah. So yeah, you knew you yeah. could have won. You never know. But you never know, will you? Because you didn't get there. Something you but, must deal with. But tons on the line here for our men's team, right? Like, is this the really first is. time they've really had to, you know, despite all the discussions around who's going to be coming in to assume that coaching position? I think the pressure lies squarely with this group of players to really prove that they can overcome and then they can raise the level of, of their game again and be more mm-hmm. consistent and to really perform when it's required in the big moments. So this single game elimination, you, you got to do it. And if you don't, then it's this mm-hmm. massive opportunity missed for a lot of those guys to play against the likes of Messi and Argentina, but also for the program and to make sure it's going in the right direction towards 2026. Yeah. Well, and being Trinidad and Tobago in that hotbed of Frisco, it's going to be, uh, um, please travel down there. We'll make empty promises about going down there as well as a podcast. Okay. Let's do that now. Empty promises. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh my God, I forget. My head's not where it should be right now. Um, okay, footy picks. Went to that. I will. I will. Oh, be, no, no, before no, no, you go no. on, Charms, I will say this. I, I will say this much about the. Oh, sorry. I was going to say about the Copa America or about Canada. Is that uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> That's my <laughs> job. What's going on with you two? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got freaking some raging cold. That's my excuse. Let me ask you this. Um, so December, we're in December. As far as I understand, the CSA will be announcing a general secretary at some point this month. That's still on, on schedule. And then that general secretary will, will look at the coaching situation. What are the odds of Morabiella being in charge of that match in, in March, Jimmy? Uh I don't know. It's a, that's a good question, Charms. I mean, I know I know Mauro really wants it. He wants that job. Um, he was disappointed, obviously, with the way things panned out in the last match. Um, and unfortunate, you're always you're only as good as your last match, and that's what you tend to get judged on. So, I think when that next individual comes in, they'll obviously look um, at those matches, and I think they're going to have to make some some tough tough choices and. If they want to go get another manager, they got to see who's available. And I don't know how many good managers, top managers are available right now. And it's not like the CSA is going to splash out millions of dollars on this manager to come in. You know, so there's a certain type of individual that they're going to be looking for in that certain wage bracket as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I have no idea. No idea. It's too. It's so unpredictable who they're going to go go after. Mm-hmm. Did you see that Ancelotti was like, "Oh, Canada, maybe." <laughs> if he, if they reach He's out to me, to who knows? No, that's ridiculous. He's going <laughs> to Brazil. Yeah, and then he'd go, "How much?" What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, forget it. But it comes with the company car. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I got a feeling that whoever the new person is, uh, general secretary, if they're outside the Canadian soccer world, I don't know if they are. I assume they are. They might want to start with a brand new clean slate with a brand new name out there, perhaps less familiar in, in these circles. That's just my guess, my gut, but we're going to find out, I guess, pretty soon. Um, let's let's uh, hit some footy picks, shall we, JC? Shall we roll... Detroit City FC's new DJ coach, Mello D. Mello D. Okay, okay. So let me uh, load up here. Um, have you guys actually done any research into this or not? Do you know what you're picking? I mean, I assume you're not. Yeah. You do. Okay. Let me just um, log in here. And the supporters club who came through last week have got their bet in. Um, I will say that Craig, you weren't here last podcast. We well, were for half of it, <laughs> but then you scarped because your internet died. Um, we're, we're thinking about changing this to rather than raising money for your casket, uh, raising money for your either a new computer or a new uh, uh, Wi-Fi something or other. Anyway, to make your network work better okay we're thinking about that um all right so the supporters clubs we're 35 bucks up (laughs) by the way after what six months um chelsea to beat arsenal in the wsl they have wrexham to beat forest green rovers Hmm. in league two Uh, by the way i just started watching uh wrexham season two uh and brighton to beat burnley in the prem so combined, plus $5.39, will win $31.95. Thank you, Supporters Club. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Um, okay, Dubs, where are you going? Well, I'm very excited, I think, here to steal Craig Forrest's pick. I'm convinced of it. And I think Man City is going to turn it around against Luton. Oh. Man City, you're going to turn it around. You think so, do you? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's quite the uh, you're going on quite a limb there, Dubs. I know, I know. Um, so you know, cities <laughs> on the road, right? You know, they're, they're at Kenilworth Road, right? You know that, right? Mm, yeah, minus 625 fa- uh, favorites to win that one. Okay, so city over Luton, yeah, using okay. Wonger's terminology, they're going to be two bodies away from all the fans in the stands. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> two bodies, two bodies, <laughs> Wonger does. Um, Craig, what are you going with? I'm going with Max Crapo in LA to beat Columbus. Oh, okay. And the over. All right. We're not winning any money for your Wi Fi. (laughs) Bear with me. I'm trying to scan down and find this. (laughs) Um, Stay. We keep talking. Feel free to talk while I while I scan down on my phone here. Ooh, that sounds. Or not. (laughs) James, I'll tell you what I said to Wonger. Let me tell you what I said to Wonger late last night. I said. You know we got a footy prime Christmas party tomorrow night, right? Or should I say tonight because it was already tomorrow. It's like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. You're taking her easy, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, You got LA? Okay, that's done. All right, Um, Jimmy? I'm going to take – I'm going to Serie A, and I'm going to take Inter Milan to beat Udinese. I like that one. Okay, Inter to beat Udinese. Good minus three forty four favorites there, so adds a little bit of value to our guard, but uh, not a ton. Uh, JC, hi. Well, in honor of uh, uh, Dan Wong not being on the pod today, uh, having some hours, getting some hours, I'm going to put in. <laughs> I'm going to do Brentford. Brentford over Sheffield because I mean, as as good as Sheffield's been lately, you know, <laughs> I feel like Brentford's yeah. really going to pull out a, a just a. An upset. So let's go Brentford for for me and for for Steve Chang. So as 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 favorites, they're going to pull up the upset, hey? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of uh, the Blades' new uh, new manager, JC? 
Yeah. Well, what I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can look at it. You see, there's one, I mean, there's, you know, but I think it's, I think it's going to be a great uh, fit for the, the, the Blads. And uh, so, you know, if, if, if it all, if it all works out the way that we all hope, the way that we expect it will, mm-hmm. then it should go better than it was before, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More of a cutting edge to their play, more incisive. Yeah. 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 It's, it's going to really just, just slice Blades. through that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be off the hilt. Blades Ow. of steel. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I like that one. Okay. Shall I? Shall we go Man U over Bournemouth? Coming off a big win midweek. Hmm. Yeah, at minus 178, they are favorites, obviously, at Old Trafford, and that would really help, actually, our card here. Yeah, you've got a striker it. like Tomine. I know, <laughs> highest scorer in, in United, two goals midweek. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to rue this. I'm going to go Man United. They let me down constantly, but that really boosts our, uh, our little parlay here. So that gives us odds of plus 1,210. So five bucks wins us $65.50. Ooh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Craig's getting a ColecoVision. <laughs> ColecoVision, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, that was TonyBet.ca, by the way, giving us those wonderful odds as we, we raise money to get Craig some form of working internet, despite the, the jovial laughs we have with it failing each week. Um, all those games, by the way, you can catch on FuboTV, FuboTV.com slash Prime. Wonga, we hope you're doing okay. We have we have missed you. Um, we might see you tonight. We might not, but we're back for sure on Sunday night slash Monday morning. Right? Everyone's good for that. Gonna watch the football. Sounds good. Football TV. We keep buying newspapers. Cheers for watching and listening. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Beck. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. <laughs> Done. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.